0: game move on to the playoff implications coming into the ravens browns game and then go through that ravens browns game i'll then take you through the nfl playoff schedule and my predictions for the wild card weekend and beyond i will also talk about what record justin tucker tried to set in the chargers game and failed to set in the chargers game all coming up and much much more on sports with you safe so the Ravens as Jerry Sandusky put it going into LA for their biggest game of the year in the smallest stadium in the NFL a stadium which holds 27,000. And the Ravens fans they travel well and it was a very it was really a toss up for who had home field advantage. Well, it started off the Ravens way first play of the game in horrible field conditions. The, the field conditions were horrible there in a soccer stadium players were slipping all over the place and we'll see if the Chargers ever host another primetime game in that venue that was the first primetime game the Chargers had held there Well in the first play of the game rivers looking down the right sideline looking for Mike Williams And it was intercepted by Brandon Carr He stole it out of Williams hands and the Ravens were on the move Gus Edwards a nice run But the Ravens, and a big story for them against the Chargers, was their failure in the red zone. The Ravens, unable to get anything going there. They were 0 of 3 in red zone appearances to touchdowns. I'm sorry, 3 appearances, 0 touchdowns. Not what you would like to see from the Ravens. But the Ravens, they were able to get it done. And they did it in a very tight ball game in the first half. Not a lot happened, but they did what they had to do to start it off. And, of course, to start the second half, first play, Kenneth Dixon fumbles the football. Chargers take over, and their only touchdown of the day would come off of that turnover. Well, then here came Lamar Jackson. Lamar, well, he marched the team down the field. Two plays, John Brown, a first down completion and conversion on first down and then mark andrews 68 yard touchdown pass lamar jackson a beautiful throw and he threw it over the head of the linebacker with right in stride to mark andrews who is underratedly really fast he runs ridiculously fast for a tight end able to take it all the way and the ravens would never look back again But Justin Tucker in the first half, well, he ended up on the day 3-for-5 on field goal attempts with a long of 56. But, like I said, 3-for-5, very uncharacteristic. And when he came into the game at the end of the second quarter, well, he lined up for an NFL record. He was trying to make a 65-yard field goal. Something that had never been done in the NFL. The long is 64. Tucker came on, and by the way, he had made a 65-yarder in pregame. Well, his kick was no good, and he also missed a 51-yarder when his foot slipped. But the Ravens, they never looked back after that Mark Andrews touchdown. They They had great pressure. Zadarius Math, a huge sack late in the game. The Ravens just did an absolutely terrific job. There were They got three sacks. I'm sorry, they got four sacks for 34 yards. I was looking at the wrong stat sheet. Huge job done there by this Ravens defense. And, of course, their strength is rushing the football 159 yards for the Ravens, 51 for the Chargers and Melvin Gordon. Ravens had thirty five rushing attempts. The four and a half yards per rush for the Ravens. Three point two for the Chargers. Ravens dominating. Or I shouldn't say dominating, but winning. Time time of possession. I'm so used to saying dominating before I even look at the statute. Then I'm like, wait, it's they only got thirty-one minutes, twenty-five seconds to the Chargers, twenty-eight minutes and thirty-five seconds, but it was enough taking another look at the ground game. Gus Edwards, a monster day. Fourteen carries. 92 yards 6.6 average along of 43 lamar jackson he had 13 carries 39 yards for an average of three along of 27 kenneth dixon another good day eight carries 28 yards three and a half yards a carry but the ravens they had eight passing first downs and six rushing first downs they were 414 on third down and it came late in the game, a defense which had made a stop against the Buccaneers. Very uncharacteristically I should say made a stop against the Buccaneers as they had failed in against Antonio Brown on the Christmas Day Miracle on Heinz Field and of course on the Tyler Boyd. And that play last year to end the season. Well, Antonio Gates and Philip Rivers, they've been together for so many years. End of the game, under three minutes to go. Rivers has Gates down to about the Ravens, 35. Brandon Carr holding him there on. Wasu strips it, and Tavon Young going all the way back for a defensive touchdown. A huge defensive play. To, the Ravens went for two and did not make it, and it came down to that did it. The Ravens won 23-20. Marlon Humphrey to ice it out. Ran the wide receiver for the Chargers to get an interception. And he legit ran the route. He was running the route. The ball looked like he was thrown to him. If he was on offense, that is a textbook touchdown. But he's on defense. And it was another interception. The second one thrown by Phillip Rivers. The Ravens really rattled him. You could see him yelling at his teammates, at the coaches, at the refs, and anyone. He could find to vent his frustration and I want to go off on a bit of of a tangent here there are nice guys in the NFL and there are not as nice guys in the NFL and I I don't mean to criticize anyone Philip Rivers is very competitive he's going to go to the refs try to get everything he can get as does Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski on the opposite side of the spectrum you have a guy like Andrew Luck You hit him, you plant him to the turf, you sack him, he congratulates you. That's the difference between, in my opinion, guys who I respect in the NFL and guys who I respect but I hate the way they play the game. Lamar Jackson had a career day throwing the football. His first 200-yard passing game, he had 204 yards, and it's his only 200-yard passing game, 54.5 completion percentage. A career-high rating of 101.3. He had one touchdown, no interceptions. And the Ravens, they were going into exactly what they wanted to be coming into the Browns game. You win, you're in. Going into the day, they had a chance at the two-seed, the three-seed, the four-seed, and the six-seed. The four-seed, they won. Steelers and Texans won. If one of the Steelers or the Texans lost and the Ravens won, they'd be the 3-seed. If both of them lost, the Ravens would be the 2-seed and get a first-round bye. Well, coming into the game, both the Steelers and the Texans won. I'm sorry, the Patriots and the Texans won. If I've been saying Steelers, I meant Patriots. The Steelers were playing the same time as the Ravens. And yes, the Steelers actually did win. More coming up on that later. But the Ravens... They were fighting for the four-seed and the AFC North Championship in Ozzie Newsom's last regular season game, Terrell his last regular season game under his current contract, Joe Flacco likely his last regular season game as a Raven, and so much on the line trying to avoid getting swept in the worst possible way by the AFC North. Here's what I mean. 2016, the Christmas Day Miracle, Antonio Brown and the Steelers ended the Ravens' playoff chances there. Then last year, Tyler Boyd and his touchdown ended the Ravens' playoff chances. The Bengals were playing the spoiler then, and the Browns were coming into town on Sunday looking to be the last team in the AFC North to end the Ravens' playoff chances and likely end an era in Baltimore of John Harbaugh of Ozzie Newsome, of maybe Terrell Suggs, and Joe Flacco. And then it would become the Lamar era coming up at, after the offseason. But it didn't go that way. And the Ravens, it was all on the ground. They had an incredibly, incredibly dominant day running the football. And I mean on both sides of the football. Nick Chubb, he had been doing great for the Browns coming in throughout the season while well, the Ravens let's get the right stats here they had 296 rushing yards they gave up 50 and they did it with everyone Kenneth Dixon an incredible day 117 yards a 9.8 average 12 carries a long of 37 he did not have a touchdown Gus Edwards Twelve carries, seventy-six yards, a six-point-three average for twenty-four yards. Ty Montgomery, two carries, an average, a thirteen yards, six-point-five average, a long of eleven. Max Williams had one carry for no yards. The Ravens averaged six-point-three rushing yards attempt on the day and lamar jackson what a day he had running the football 20 carries 90 yards four and a half average two touchdowns but that wasn't the whole story lamar well he got it done early the ravens were up 10 7 they were driving up 20 to 10 i believe late first half lamar jackson third down and goal quarterback keep He's going up over the top, extends the ball. He pulled it back too early. Whistles blow as the ball came loose and picked up and ran back for a touchdown for the Browns. But the initial call on the field was a touchdown. It was reversed to a fumble, and the Browns got the ball at their own seven. That was a touchdown that Lamar lost. And then later on in the game, he had a great run for a touchdown, but it was called back by a bogus holding call by penalized Raven was Max Williams. It was complete bogus. There was nothing correct about that call. And the officiating this year has been pathetic. Both teams, both the Ravens and the Browns, should be complaining about the officiating. It's been horrible this season. Every penalty needs to be reviewable because they're getting it completely wrong. They are missing blatant penalties, and calling penalties on things that didn't happen. Michael Crabtree was flagged for offensive pass interference. He literally ran his route. He did nothing. He didn't look at the defender. He didn't touch the defender. He didn't get in the way of the defender, and they call passing interference. Every penalty needs to be reviewable. That's a change the NFL has to make at the end of this season. But the Ravens, they were able to get it done, but it came down. Too late in the game, the Ravens unable to keep the clock rolling with their rushing attack on their second-to-last drive as the Browns came and made it a two-point game, 26-24, under two minutes to go, and the same situation as the year before. The Browns, looking to do what the Bengals had done and knock the Ravens out of the playoffs, like I said, the Steelers had won their game. And actually, the Steelers uh, players and their fans were all watching the Ravens game on the Jumbotrons in Heinz Field. The Ravens game was playing. You could see Juju Smith-Schuster praying and dancing and smiling and hoping that the Ravens would lose and let the Steelers go to the playoffs as AFC North champions. And the Browns, they moved it down the field. There were two reviews on that drive two debatable catches both of them went in the Browns favor and they Browns got to about a 55 yard field goal attempt and then they were silly they went for longer passes they were trying to make it much easier instead of trying to make it a 50 a 49 yard attempt they were trying to go a lot deeper than that Make it a 40-yard attempt, a 35-yard attempt. Well, it didn't work. It came down to 4th down and 10. It was 4th down and 12 in twenty seventeen. Fourth down and 10 in 2018. Mayfield, in the shotgun, he was looking to throw. He fires over the middle looking for the check down, and it was intercepted by C.J. Mosley, who went down and sent the Ravens to the playoffs as AFC North champions. He faked the blitz. He went and covered the checkdown. Mayfield threw the checkdown, and what will be a, and what was a prelude of meetings for years to come between Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield ended this one in the Ravens' favor. And just to go, Lamar Jackson had a okay day throwing the football. 179 yards, 81.8 rating, no touchdowns, no interceptions, a completion percentage of 58. Three. The Ravens did struggle in the red zone again. They went four appearances, one touchdown. But they got 463 total yards versus 426 for the Browns. Baker Mayfield, the second quarterback to have 300 passing yards plus against the Ravens, he did it twice. A very impressive rookie. The Ravens' time of possession, they had 38 minutes, 30 seconds to 21 minutes and 30 seconds. And what was really incredible about that game, was that you could tell what they were going to be doing? Doing Third down and two. Jackson was an empty shotgun. It was everyone knew he was running the football. And they couldn't stop it. They ran the same play probably 15, 20 times. I would think they had 47 r- rushing plays. And they just motioned Max Williams over once to one side and back to the other side and ran it right up the middle. And they couldn't stop it. It was hilarious. They were. Unable to stop the run. They knew it was coming. They had everyone up at the line, and they still couldn't stop it It really speaks loads about this Ravens rushing attack the Ravens did struggle on special teams a little bit in covering Callaway had a nice punt return and they were not they gave up over a hundred kickoff yard return not acceptable for the Ravens and the Ravens they played well enough to win and they would be facing the Chargers in the playoffs. Let's run you through the wildcard weekend. Indianapolis Colts, they beat the Titans, so they're going to the Texans. The Seahawks are at the Cowboys. Those are the Chavez games. The Chargers at Baltimore. And the Eagles and Nick Foles. And the Philly Philly going to the Bears. And then here are my picks. I have the Colts winning. As well as the Seahawks. I have the Ravens beating the Chargers for the second time. And Nick Foles will continue his magic to beat the Bears. If that happens, as I have said, that Ravens will be going to New England. A team that has really been struggling. Really been struggling. Brady's look old. Gronk's been looking old. Belichick's not been making good coaching decisions this year. They're not a good defense. They will be unable to stop this Ravens rushing attack and I think the Ravens beat the Patriots if they play the Patriots which will mean the Ravens will be going to the AFC championship game they could go farther this is the most scary team in the playoffs i was watching some NFL just predictions for the Super Bowl and I was, was seeing a couple people pick the Ravens this is a scary team to play nobody's been able to stop them on the ground And it will be interesting to see how the Chargers do against this Ravens rushing attack. They've seen this Ravens rushing attack before. This will be the first time that the Ravens will be playing a team twice since having Lamar Jackson take over at quarterback. And it will be a huge testament to the future of this franchise and how they will be able to do. Whether they're going to be able to keep on running the football. They're playing another good defense. It's going to be Very exciting to watch. Let's go through the just a quick seeding for the playoffs. The one seed in the AFC it was it's the Chiefs. The two seeds the Patriots, Texans, Ravens, Chargers, and Colts are three through six. For the NFC, Saints, Rams, Bears, Cowboys, Seahawks, and Eagles are one through six. And in breaking hot stove news, Nelson Cruz is going to the Twins for a one-year deal with incentives. I believe it's a twelve million dollar contract to start off. Melvin Gordon. He was carted off the field for the Chargers. He's expected to play, though, against the Ravens. A lot's going to be riding on the Ravens' future in their, most likely, their last home game. With Joe Flacco, with Terrell Suggs. Expect them to honor those guys. Expect them to honor Ozzie Newsom in their last home game. It's going to be a great game. I'm really looking forward to it. Hope the Ravens win, and I hope you enjoyed this edition of Sports with Jose. Thanks for listening. I'm Yosey Wissender. I'll see you next time.